Welcome to Hustles Dynamics, a podcast designed for entrepreneurs and business owners, where you'll be joining Wasif and Rakib, co-founders of Build by AI, as we take you through the different dynamics of building your business in the digital age. Hey guys, what's up? Hope you're having a happy 2020. And honestly, I believe 2021 will be a lot better than 2020. What you thinking? Oh yeah. Yeah, I already, um, it's already been a great year so far, you know, first first couple weeks in and we're doing great. Exactly. Like, I really feel like 2021 is now the time where like, you know, things, we're kind of used to what's happening in 2020 and the future looks brighter. So use this opportunity to, again, start a new year as well as a new business with these nine firm beliefs. Now, the first belief that we sort of decided to go on for this year is, follow your gut. So how do you feel about that? Like following your gut, following your passion? Yeah, I think um, our instinct is very important, you know, especially when it comes to business and our entrepreneurship. I think when you have a, a belief or, or um, you know, you catch some insight and some you, you get like an internal signal to do something, I think it's important to follow that your instinct and, and kind of run with it. Exactly. Even if you feel like something's bad, you know what I mean? Like you're working on something, you don't have a good feeling about it. Trust your gut on this. And I think one of the craziest things is that there's so many people that I believe could be successful. They just never followed their gut. You know what I mean? They had this idea, this gut feeling, maybe I should do this, maybe I should do that. But they're just kind of like, no. Yeah. You know what I mean? The fear of doing it just kind of holds them back. Um yeah, I think it's important, man. The only shot that you miss is the shot that you don't go for. So I think t- uh, following your gut, obviously you want to make, try to make like logical decisions and things that make sense. But at the same time, when it comes to business, you have to get creative. But don't you feel like and, following your gut does have like a sense of logic? You know, you know what I mean? How many people go in the end, like they sort of thought of the, I guess, logical decision, but they're like, man, I just wish I went with my gut. Yeah, no, 100%, man. That's why Gandhi, um, Gandhi says, you know, like, Make billions? <laughs> Make billions. <laughs> billions. Uh, no, like definitely follow your instinct first and then reasoning comes later because if you trust yourself, then you made the decision for a reason. Exactly. Like I feel like when you go to that conclusion, every time I've followed my gut, I'm like, okay, this was really the logical decision. You know what I mean? Sometimes when we overthink things, it becomes illogical. Ill- 100% decision fatigue. Exactly. And the cool part is like even if you do follow your gut and later on you're like, okay, I have a bad feeling, you can still follow on that feeling, you know what I mean? I rarely heard someone who's like, man, I hated following my gut feeling. Like, I'll- no, I think, I think, um, you have, I think at the end of the day, you have to trust yourself because if you're already doubting yourself about your gut feeling, then how good is the outcome going to be? I think, like, initially, once you get the, the instinctive feeling to like do something or, or pursue something, I think you got to, um, you got to run with it. And as you go along with it, you'll find the reasoning why you ultimately decided this path or this, um, you know, th- uh, to, to pursue this specifically. Exactly. Even following your gut, like let's say you're doing a certain project or something, you know, you know, the project's not really your gut feeling. Your gut feeling should be on yourself. You know, let's say the project doesn't go well. You can still believe yourself and do something new, do something yeah, different. Definitely. Like, cause if you put all your belief into that one project, and it doesn't work because you attach that. It could be detrimental, value. yeah. Exactly. Like, you know, so you really need to uh, trust yourself and follow your gut. 
and sort of the other like firm belief I want to go over is action over insight, which in a way is kind of like, you know, following your gut to a certain extent, you know. Yeah, I think it's important, especially in, in to like in the, the digital age, <laughs> seeing uh -huh. how it came so abruptly. Uh, I think it's important to to um, to kind of do more action than than thought, especially nowadays with like all this media that we're constantly consuming. I think that it's easy to to get like a decision decision fatigue or like just be too wrapped up in in trying to learn more when you probably already have the answers. You just have to kind of um, trial and error, you know, try things out, see what works, see what doesn't work. And I think that's uh, a much more positive method for learning and gaining experience than uh, reading or like thinking about something for hours, you know? Exactly. And I feel like that decision fatigue really hurts a lot of people, you know, especially nowadays. Like even when you're starting off, even let's say content's like the perfect example of over action, over insight. A lot of people are too busy trying to get the perfect piece of content rather than just doing it and learning it. Yeah, and definitely. That always hurts. Like even this podcast, you know, I mean, like we're only a few episodes in, but this is still a work in progress. You know, it's going to get better and better. Our, you know, our flow is going to get better. Mm -hmm. Our content's going to get better. Our ideas are going to get better. And then eventually it will be at that point. But if we stay thinking about the perfect piece of content to make for it'll never, it'll never get perfect without experience and like... Even so, perfection is yeah. not impossible, you know what I mean? You can't just do it right off the bat, you know? You just have to go with it. Mm -hmm. No effort. You have to develop your material, you know? And I think the more that, the more that you do, the more it's going to develop as you kind of learn and see what works, see what doesn't work, and uh, kind of just develop your skill because that whatever you're doing it's a skill that you're acquiring so the more that you do it the better you're going to get at it exactly like let's think about driving a car we could read as many books on <laughs> yeah. driving a car as well as long if you drive that car you know the dmv exam yeah i know the dmv exam <laughs> had yeah. to take it twice <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> exactly. learn from your mistakes you know? I, I didn't ever really teach me none <laughs> no until you actually do drive you know it really doesn't matter you know you really need to get your hands on the wheel push the pedal and sort of like the gut feeling, believe in yourself. You know what I mean? And this leads to the third one, which is no comfort, which I, it's crazy. We sort of like came up with this list. It feels random, but at the same time, they're all connected to each other. Of course, of course. And I think, I think the, we learned a lot from 2020 and I think that it I kind didn't. of, uh, no, I definitely <laughs> learned, learned a lot. lot. Like, a you lot. know, just being able to adapt to things so quickly and changing like completely changing your daily functions and, and and your daily activities just around the global pandemic and everything that's going on in the world. I think that it put a lot of people in some in, in kind of some tight predicaments where you need to either pivot or kind of find uh, a new way to do what you're doing and, or, or just kind of find a whole new job altogether or start a new business. Um, I know of many successful businesses that literally could not afford to stay stay um in business a lot of restaurants exactly, really got exactly. Of here in chicago you know we had so many um very well established restaurants like ruth chris uh steakhouse from uh, it's my understanding that they're they're out too were uh, they open like the 50s or something like that or uh, i'm honestly i'm not certain but they they were a very very successful restaurant and and when you see that when you see a business that's typically very successful not able to uh, adapt and survive the, uh, you know, under any circumstances, you know, like a global pandemic, for example. I think that we learn a lot and 
um, kind of see uh, how to look at things differently so that in the event that something like this happens again or, or something unforeseen happens, we're able to adapt and keep moving forward. You know, it's like a lot of people always try to avoid the uncomfortable route, but in the end, even the comfortable route is really unpredictable. You know, let's say even 2020 is a perfect example. You could be having a corporate job, you know, where everyone says it's stable, it's safe, it's comfortable. But then all of a sudden, 2020 hits and you could lose your job like that. Mm-hmm. You can 100%. be furloughed. Like, I know people were furloughed, you know, who lost their jobs, had to reapply for jobs. And same thing with restaurant business. Even, you know? even prior to the pandemic, I know people that were in situations like that where they worked with one company for 20, 25 years and then they got laid off. And especially for depending on the industry that you're in, like, um, in the digital digital media, digital production industry, like being a graphic designer, web developer, I don't know if you noticed, but a lot of companies prefer to hire young talent because you know you just learn the the, the newest the newest things in in the market, uh, newest skills, newest tools, and um, this person specifically was a little bit older in age, so he's a, a well vetted uh, graphic designer, but at the same time, you know he had a very hard time getting a new job. Because um, ageism, basically, exactly, exactly, ageism, and um, just being in one place for so long, he kind of was used to uh, that specific type of work. You know, even if you're a graphic designer, um, say for example, you work with the uh, pharmaceutical industry for so long, you're kind of seasoned. You're a seasoned designer for that one specific industry. So um, finding a job, I feel like you're you're kind of working within your niche, but still like competing against everybody who's willing to work for much cheaper than you are and probably i don't want to say as talented because obviously you have 20 25 years experience but at the same time um you know pretty talented for for half the price half of your salary exactly and that's what will happen with a lot of things even like again you're owning a restaurant don't think like it's going to be the same forever anything can happen and change up the business uh completely so it's always good to be ahead of the curve as much as possible granted don't get me wrong i know this sort of came out of nowhere for many people but use 2020 as a lesson that hey a lot of things can change be prepared to be mobile please be prepared to you know be more digital or more you know uh tech savvy tech savvy in general i think i think that any uh moving forward like any career is going to require you to have uh, a basic under like understanding of computers and apps and being able to kind of um shorten the learning curve when it comes to learning new tools and new digital products exactly and one quote i really like is that always get older but never be old so always get wiser, always, you know, learn new things, but never be old in the fact that, mm-hmm. you know, you're not willing to try new apps, you of know, course. try this way. Like being tech said, oh, I'm learning this app. You're getting older and wiser to it. But getting old is like, oh, I don't know how to use this app. I don't want to no, use that yeah, app. And definitely. you don't want to be that And person. I think that comes with comfort. Like you're just too comfortable with your ways or like, you know, your tools that you're using. And I think that that's what happens, especially with the the, the you know, like, over the past 20 years with the programming with programming like you have some well-vetted programmers who are like used to using um some old exactly, like yeah. exactly some older code that 
a lot of businesses that that just aren't as attractive to to uh, to some people. newer yeah newer businesses or, or other teams, right? You know, it's interesting. I saw a homeless guy out in the streets, and he said he knew Kobo. I swear. So I'm just like, I mean, he could be lying, but it's like, it's yeah. it's crazy that that could be a situation where like, you know, programming. And it's unfortunate because I think, especially with programming, I think programming is more an understanding of, of, of operating, right? Like operating, like building, um, like programming code or writing code. Exactly. So the comfort comes in just like you just stuck with the language exactly. rather than the concepts because the concepts of are learning. relatively the same mm -hmm. for the most part. Exactly. It changes, don't get me wrong, but nothing too wild. Yeah, exactly. For the most part, you're, 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 you're relearning, of course. It's still a process to relearn. But at the same time, you never want to put yourself in that position where you're not willing to to take those steps and like relearn what you've learned. And, you know, I think one thing in life that I feel like one makes if there's one thing that would make someone successful or, you know, uh, you know, solve their problems a lot of times is really being open. You know, what I mean, just open to do new things, open to learn, open. I feel like a lot of people's problems and uh, sort of major setbacks are always because they're too uh either you know uh, stubborn or they're just not willing to change yeah you know? no, definitely. i feel like just having that ability to be open is so beneficial and no one really talks about it you know they'll be like of do course. this do that but i think just being open just yeah. learning this idea having an open mind and and yeah being... an open mind doesn't mean like follow everything someone tells you but it's like hmm does that make sense you know at 100%. least let it in your mind see if it makes sense or not then go with it or don't go with it based on that. But don't be like, no, that's stupid. Don't be like, oh, no, Grubhub's stupid. I don't ever want to do that. You know, I'm a classy restaurant. And then, boom, you know, COVID hits. And then you're eventually going to have to close your doors. No, definitely. I, I definitely agree with you. Um, being open to, to new concepts and at least having the intelligence to be able to kind of like calculate the decision if it's if it's worth pursuing or not. I think... I think um, I, that's what I feel with open being open-minded is at least taking a minute to like evaluate if it's something worth pursuing or not, you know, like rather than just being completely shut off and be like, no, it's not worth my time or, or no, just I completely know ignore. you could be like, oh, I get where you're coming from, but it's just not me. You know, that's way better than like, no, yeah, you know, I'm not going to listen to it, you know, and I, I remember just seeing like the top hundred movies written by these critics. And Avengers is not one of them. And don't get me wrong, I don't think like the Avengers is high cinema, but that's the highest grossing movie of all time. And you're not gonna add it to like the hundred most official uh movies. Like you don't understand why people would want to watch something like that. Like I'm not even that crazy for superhero movies, but to understand how much of an impact that has to other people is very important. Mm -hmm. And you can always use that as a stepping stone to make different movies, you know what I mean? Oh, why do people like these movies? What can I do to make movies like that as well? You know, instead of just being, oh, yo, I don't want to watch that. That's not high cinema. Mm -hmm. You're hurting yourself in a way. Yeah, no, I think it's it's really important to to constantly step out of your comfort zone because comfort will kill you, man. Yeah, I and you think. could again, you could do high like in, back to the previous. Thing, you could think of like high cinema as the best, and that's trash. But at least be like, oh, I see why someone would like that. You know I mean, oh, I see why someone would believe in that. Mm -hmm. oh, oh, I see why this is successful. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And you have to remember, like, empires have collapsed due to, com uh, to comfort. Exactly. That's, like, the biggest thing that destroys most empires. So, really, comfort is what will kill you in the end, you know. And there's something wrong with being comfortable here or there. 
but don't you, let you it earn, define you. Earn comfort. Earn comfort. Like oh, earn yeah. your comfort. Like if you spend an hour a week or maybe like whatever, a couple hours a week relaxing and watching TV, I think at the end of the day, you'll feel like you earned that time and you'll enjoy that comfort a little bit more, but you don't want to indulge in it. Exactly. You know, even sometimes when I'm indulging in something, I just feel like garbage. But yeah, when I'm working yeah. and I'm doing it, I'm like, oh, this feels so much better. Because mm-hmm. it's so easy to just be a fuck off and like not do shit, you know? Like, obviously, I feel like that's one of the easiest things to do. But then, like you said, you end up feeling like shit about it. <laughs> exactly. And she just leads on to the next one, which is, uh, which is the stop consuming and start producing. You know, as we're talking about like watching TV games and all that you know uh really consuming is the same thing as comfort you know what i mean yeah especially when it comes to social media man that's i think that's a killer um i i think with with consuming media um a lot of times you you subconsciously end up going back to that media when you um say for example you're at your desk and you're working you find yourself on instagram just scrolling Mm-hmm. I think, like, person. I mean, even I, I know that from personal experience. I know that um, social media could be a huge time waster, and like, and it, and that's all you're doing is sitting there consuming media. You know, like you're consuming posts, you're consuming ads. Um, and I, I'm the type of person that I always click on ads. I don't know why. I just like I like to see the content. I like to see the landing page after the Ty Lopez ads. No, 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 not, not <laughs> here in my garage. Oh, I gotta click this guy. No, I think more related to like, um, more related to to like actual advertisement, like how it's made, what yeah. they're doing, like, and like like value. People that are offering value, like ebooks and and cool content that I I like to download and just have have on standby for um, either for me or for my team whenever something comes up. Like, oh, here I checked, I I seen this. This will this will help us um, on a specific task, or maybe just gain some insight on something specific that we're working on. Mm-hmm. So that's 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 another thing. Can you consume something that's productive, though? Yeah, I think there is. A, there, I think there's like a. In-between. But you can always just Google. You know what I'm saying? It's like I don't need to go to Instagram to get an ad for like a content marketing strategy. No, I mean, let's say for example, like those eBooks. You're still consuming an ebook. Yeah. But what you're gaining out of it is something productive or potentially productive as yeah, well. Yeah, but that's I, I think that's another problem though where I find myself sitting on Instagram even longer because I do see these ads and I do end up less staying like like spending more time um, like reading through and, and consuming more. But at the end of the day, what I really believe is yeah, um, information is great, but Sometimes like you could overwhelm yourself with information where you're just like reading so much and how much of that information are sticks. You tr- yeah, exactly. it doesn't even stick. Like I don't Thank remember you. a lot exactly. of Instagram stuff that really sticks to my mind. Exactly. So it's, it's great. I mean, it's great to feel like you're, you're getting more information and you're, you're using that, that, uh, that time on I think social it media just feels good to get something new every time, you know, you go on Instagram, you refresh it, you know, you're going to get something new. Mm-hmm. Someone's posting a story, someone, you can go to the search bar thing and then boom, you'll see memes. You can see, you know, what this celebrity is doing. You know, there's always, yeah, but that's all a waste of time at the end of the day, at the end of the day, but that's how they get you. So I just want to say, you know, it's okay. I don't want to say it's okay to consume, but be careful what you're consuming. Cause a lot of people say, Oh, just use social media and how you're consuming and how you're consuming. Let's say social media is fine in moderation, like an hour or two, but like, how can you 
do something for an hour when it's meant to be addictive. Yeah, but the, what happens if you keep opening your phone every hour? That's what I mean. You know and you're still wasting more time and you're disrupting your flow. So like, let's say the Instagram developers know that they want a product where you're constantly, constantly placing because then ads can will post on it. They'll yep. make money off it. So when I say about, you know, consumption, everyone's like, oh, just be moderate about this, blah, blah, blah. That's a, one, a lot easier said than done. And two, these products are meant to waste your time mm-hmm. as much, not just waste your time, waste as much of your time as possible. Of course, when everybody's just fighting for your eyes on their screen, you know, that's what... And you're getting just more and more content, more and more dopamine. And by that point, like, you have this dopamine high. And then you're like, oh, well, uh, you're off Instagram. And then it goes lower. And you're like, oh, I need that again. So you click back on it. Yeah, that's that's why I think this is one of, like, this is definitely a very, very important belief. Um, I think that um, controlling, you know, controlling your, your consumption, media consumption, like, even watching TV... Um, for for a period for a period of time, I found myself like every night after work, I'll like I don't know why, but I would just want to watch some TV, you know, like maybe an hour or two of TV, and I think even that, like at the end of the day, like sitting in front of a screen, my computer screen all day, and then just shifting screens to the TV screen. Oh my god, man, like, it's, that it's is crazy. Draining. Yeah, it's like, it's funny because I saw something on Instagram. It was a meme. It's like this guy's on the computer. is like bad screen, and then he comes home and he's watching TV. The good screen. Good screen <laughs> you know, yeah. no matter what, like you're switching from screen oh, to screen, god. and it's, it's yeah, it's 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 unfortunate, but I think that taking control is really important, especially um, especially like the way that we're heading right now, and like head first into the digital age exactly so if i were you like with special social media just take them off your apps even if you're using it on the desktop use like a chrome extension that limits your time for that specific website like do proactive approaches to limit your consumption 100 and increase your production and i know so many people that have dreams and goals but they're so obsessed with indulgence that it's become so much more fun than producing you know what i mean it's almost like eating uh you know, sugar is way more fun than working out. Mm-hmm. But in the end, working out always feels way better. Of course. You're going to be way more satisfied. So assume it like that. And I remember I watched a YouTube video. A guy's like, if you're working on a pro or if you're studying code and you, you know, really don't want to, he's like, just do it for 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. And then you'll usually spend longer than 10 of minutes. Of course, of course. So it's like the bit by bit concept, you know. Exactly. So if you have a, you know, especially for this year, you have a new idea, a new product in your mind, just spend 10 minutes with it every day and you'll be surprised what you can get done start producing start producing and then now another thing you know since we're producing a lot of stuff the next one is to visualize your year you know really have an end goal in mind yeah cast your vision man i think i think uh, casting your vision to yourself and to others around you is important to achieving that or like you know transforming your dream into reality um you know i think that that this is obviously very very important within your company but i think also with your spouse and with your family i think it's really important that you share your 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 goals that you're working towards and say like oh i'm gonna i'm gonna do xyz and i'm gonna we're gonna be in this position and you know, in the next six months or work. Like, I think it's really important to cast that vision and not obviously like believe it, but make others believe it with you because that's how you create the reality of it or like bring the real, bring it to reality. 
Exactly. Like you really need. Essentially, I was reading a book. It was just on screenwriting, but someone said that while while they were uh, while the while I was reading the book, uh, the author mentions that you need to think of your end before you write your book. A lot of people think like, oh, I'll mm-hmm. naturally write, and then it'll come to the ending. But he's like, that's impossible because a movie is usually around two ish hours. You know what I mean? And your screen write, you know, your screenplay should only last, you know, 120-ish pages, you know, at most. Maybe it could go up here or there, but nothing too crazy. So the idea is that your ending must be defined. Because, of course, because what are you working towards? Exactly. And he brings up an interesting point about this one screen uh, play called, like, it was a movie called Chinatown. The first, the first draft, the ending was happy, but the director didn't like it, and he changed the ending to the sad one. And so much of the middle changed because of that sad ending Mm -hmm. you know what i mean so visualizing your year can change the middle drastically of course because because you have vision you have you have something that you see that you're working towards and i think that that will help you like that will help align your actions so that you're constantly working towards that and like you don't get distracted because if you don't see the end like you're gonna keep moving back and forth between tasks, between projects. Or just kind of in a loop. You're just going you know, nowhere. You yeah, know what like I mean? spinning like, your wheels, man. I think I think that um, conquering that and like being able to to cast your vision firmly and believe it can set you up for for great success for 2021, man. Or just even all you know for for next year, five years, ten years. I think um understanding and and like setting up your next your next moves can really help you set set up set yourself up for something bigger i think it's bill gates that says that most people underestimate or overestimate what they can do in one year but underestimate what they can do in five years and i think that goes side by side with being able to cast your vision and kind of see the future that you want for yourself exactly like write the end game in mind have a vision for the end game and make sure that you at least move towards the direction of that end game you you know if you might not make it you know chances are you know could not happen something could totally Mm -hmm. change but it's always good to have an end goal in mind and to at least like figure out how to do it because it'll just make things a lot clearer and really end up being a very prosperous year for you down the road yeah very important, man. I think this this one this one was definitely a great one to to um, to add because I think that a lot of people like without casting your vision, you have no real direction to where you're heading. Exactly, and this sort of you know while visualizing your year, like one of the firm beliefs that we you know came uh, up with is you know deep thinking. You know, if you really want to visualize the end, you want to visualize everything. You need to spend time thinking deeply whether that's yeah like self-reflection kind of meditation in meditation a, in a way, right? writing your goals or writing your plans or writing how your day's going you know journaling your stuff you know you need a, a way to just think deeply about what you're doing what you're wasting time in, and and connecting with yourself i think in general just to try to um explore what it is that you're truly that you truly want because i think that uh understanding what you really want helps you cast your vision and and kind of set yourself up for for um real happiness you know for for at least least when it comes to work and and knowing what you're working towards exactly and there's a lot of times we don't even realize what we're doing half the time like i was reading this book called like how to be a capitalist without capital i believe that's what the title's called and the guy talked about 
uh, productivity is like is like do this task write down exactly what you're doing which time for this time it's like hey i spent instagram for this five minutes and oh i was just studying for an hour and this but he's like write every detail of what you've been doing and have someone else read it and then say hey does this day make perfect sense to you that person's gonna be like well you could definitely drop off you know an hour's worth of TV and do this instead or this and that, you know, but it's good that you're writing it down because you forget like mm-hmm. how much time did I really spend yeah. on Instagram? How much it's time? Is that kind of like accountability in a way? Yeah. Accountability. Exactly. It's time like management. A, it's accountability on yourself by writing it down and having someone else say, Hey, how can I improve this? Uh, it's a great, but I think that's, that requires a level of honesty that most people don't. Do you think that most people have that type of honesty? Like if, if they spent five minutes on Instagram, like they're actually going to document that? I think that's what makes someone successful versus non-successful, really pushes the boundaries. And, you know, the truth is like there are a lot of people that want success. 100%. But a lot of people are not willing to do it. It requires being honest with yourself. I, I'm going to be honest here at this one point. I legit would text my friend every year be like, hey, what can I improve on? What am I doing that's weird? Mm-hmm. He legit said I walked funny. <laughs> I, I should do now. So I, I tried improving my walk. You know what I yeah. mean? Like something like that. I know it sounds like he's even, he hates when I send him that text. Like, come on, man, I don't want to say bad things about you, you know, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, I want to know. Yeah, of course. Because are. how about if I was walking funny and 100 people knew? I don't know that. You know what I mean? No, I understand that. Yeah, of course. You that It's a little bit of uh, self reflection, but kind of with. With someone, because you don't With know someone, your yeah. sometimes other people know things you can't you know what i mean of course like people will catch traits that you have they that you don't really notice about yourself right exactly you know some people will be like hey you could improve here or there yeah. like there's so many times i that's why i don't like when someone tells me how do you what do you think of this i just want to be honest with them because the last thing i want to do for myself is have someone lie to me say it's okay mm-hmm. And then I know I was doing it wrong this course, whole time, you know. Course. So like for you me, rather learn and improve rather than just keep keep going about the, like the wrong way, right? Exactly. That's why I like when someone asks me like, "How do you feel?" Like I'm I'm always going to tell you I could I'll tell you I think it's a bad idea or I don't like this idea because I'd rather not, you know, someone waste their time or mm-hmm. someone like think it's amazing. You'd rather give your honest opinion rather than yeah. And think about how many like successful people failed because of yes men. Yeah, I yeah, can I mean, imagine. Some of the worst decisions people have made were just because of yes men. You know, I mean, you really need someone to tell you, hey, improve this, or no, I don't like this, you know, because without that, like, force, like, you're, you're really just, you don't know what you're getting into. Like, you know, I had a friend, he got into a really bad relationship, and then so, and then when we, after the fact, everyone asked him, but he's like, man, I just didn't need, you know, I saw the signs mm-hmm. after the fact, but no one told me. You know no, I mean? definitely. I think that that type of uh, reflection is important for everybody. And I think so. I, there's a there's a like a kind of like self development type of um, practice of like sending some sending like a group of your closest friends uh, a survey. Like I think it's just kind of like leadership development. Surveymonkey.com. How yeah. do you think about me? Yeah, <laughs> kind of like having like an anonymous survey to collect like your peers or like maybe friends or even families' opinions about what they think about you. Uh-huh. Uh, obviously, I mean, I think that that's, that's something interesting. I've never tried it, but I think that that could be a great way to kind of get some uh, get some insight about your traits or like kind of your 
personality that you never really noticed or realized about yourself. Exactly. You can learn so much from other people. And it's a shame that, you know, a lot of people have friends that would never tell them stuff to improve or really better themselves. You know what I mean? Because they're afraid of looking bad. And Mm -hmm. I don't think that's real friendship. I think real friendship is, you know, at the end of the day, you can tell someone how you honestly feel. Because then what's the point if you're going to lie to someone the whole time? You know, yeah, of real course, is of truth, course. fake are li- you know, the fake is lies, you know. Of course, that growth is vital to our success, you know, the and, ability to kind of uh, understand your weaknesses, understand your negative traits and improve on them. Because at the end of the day, in the business world, nobody wants to work with an asshole. So if you're perceived as an asshole, don't you want to improve certain characteristics or... No, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it depends, but, right? I, you know, I mean, the fact is that some people are assholes don't know that because no one ever told them that, you know what I mean? They'll just be nice and, to this person because they know this guy's going to get angry at them, you know, or whatever. But, like, you know, if that person never has an idea of what they're doing wrong, they're going to keep doing it. You know what I mean? You can never fix a bad people, mistake yeah, if you don't know about it. Yeah, but do you think a lot of people would want to know or, like, have that? Because I think a lot of people... Like I, there's this saying that like a lot of people can't sit in there in silence for but thirty you, minutes or for or even a car ride. Like there has to be like some type of music or something on that that just kind of distracts your thoughts rather so that you're not in your head. Yeah, I mean then that's what I mean. But the problem is is that especially the digital age, you know, you kind of need to be in your own thoughts. You know, if you're working with digital projects products in general. You need to have you need to be more of an introvert than an extrovert. Look at the biggest pe- look at the most richest people. Is Jeff Bezos really like an extroverted, talkative, no, I think, charismatic I think guy? Bill Gates? No, yeah, not really. Yeah, I think really. you gain clarity through through like through yourself filtering. Like yeah, exactly. No, I don't want to say filtering, but kind of like processing your thoughts. Exactly. And how many people don't ever even take the time? Have you ever noticed people who just need constant? You know, they need to be with someone. They need to do this. They need this to distract them never really become that successful because they're always chasing something they're always chasing so have you ever noticed a guy needs to hang out with someone every single day or someone who needs to look at instagram or do something every single no of course but i feel like that's like high school type of mentality but think about you spend your whole life through elementary school middle school high school you'll be surprised how many people don't leave that mentality like, I've had people that were really talented. Like, they could do great things, but they're so attached to high school, it really hurts them. Mm-hmm. Like I'd, No, I, I definitely... Like, I know someone who was amazing in basketball. He could have done so many great things. But since he was so attached to the identity of being that high school basketball player, instead of, like, channeling it maybe through business or other things, because he'd make it through college. And... You know what? Was he like partying more and living like the no, high like, school? No, just going. He was. He ended up being like assistant coach for the high school team. Like he couldn't get out of high school. Oh wow, that's, that's what I mean. Like other, because yeah. he couldn't get into the college basketball league. So he was like, man, I was such a big player. Instead, of like, oh, I have, I have so much drive, ambition. You know, I could, you know, maybe start my How own. How far camp. you can go, rather? Than, yeah. Or maybe I can make a YouTube channel, teach it. Or maybe I can just start a business because if you're an athlete, you have a lot of drive, you have a lot of potential. You're very disciplined in general. There's so much you can do with those skills in general. Mm-hmm. But you know, some people are so stuck to high school. It's like, oh man, I can't even make a cut. I'm gonna go back to high school and be a cop because I was so popular in high school that if I go back to high school, I'll still have that uh, sense of popularity. So I really do think that it's so. I mean, I feel like you've met a lot of people that still have a high school mentality. 
Yeah, definitely. But I think that I think a lot of people haven't really established the drive for success. Like some people, I think. But that requires being by yourself because you never have even the idea of of like. Of course, it requires a lot of self-reflection because a lot of people might look at success like it's an option, like it's something that might happen to them as opposed to like, I'm going to be successful regardless of my circumstances like you th- like you, you establish the drive and the resilience that no matter what happens you're going to keep pushing forward and and kind of um just keep getting through everything you know because at the end of the day man like and also if you think about the high school stuff like your your care about other people so much it prevents you from starting your own business was that person going to think yeah yeah i think that I think it's just kind of like a pitfall, man. Like I feel like if you don't take time to reflect and and grow, that you will always be in high school, I guess, quote unquote. <laughs> exactly, you know. So really, the main difference is that be comfortable with yourself, because in the end, entrepreneurship is kind of a lonely road to a certain extent. And you know what they say: it is lonely at the top. So then I guess sort of the next one we're going to go over is the new mantra. Okay, definitely. So I think this has a lot to do with, um, uh, so this comes from, from Gay Hendricks' book, The Big Leap. And um, it's kind of, it's, it's, he references it as the ultimate success mantra. And the actual mantra is, I expand in abundance, success, and love every day as I inspire those around me to do the same. And I think that this is a great mantra to keep in mind because I think that um, the concept of the big leap is kind of stepping stepping outside of your boundaries and and removing the limit that you no set comfort. for yourself. Yeah, no comfort and kind of under like allowing yourself to to surpass the greatest that you imagined for yourself because how else like for example right now say for example you set a limit of you want you see yourself as being a junior in some specific industry and you say within the next five years i want to establish myself as a junior as opposed to saying i want to become a senior in the next five years Mm -hmm. i think that you uh subconsciously set up your own barriers Mm -hmm. and and i think that understanding this mantra will help you surpass your own barriers and kind of remove that limit that kind of holds you back in life because at the end of the day we every day i feel like we limit ourselves whereas like for example opportunity might arise and you might just brush it off because of your upper limit Mm -hmm. whereas like you might come across a project that's a great project but it might require some some knowledge that you you have, but you just don't believe that you're capable of doing at the at the time in your career or your business, um, and I think those types of limits can be detrimental to our growth as well. Exactly, and I know I guess this I don't know if this is the best example, but Kanye West is like the perfect example of you know sort of the big leap, you know, push yourself because when he released his first album, you know, most people are like, I don't know, is it going to succeed or not? It's my very first album. He's just like, it's going to be amazing. It's going to be a classic. Like, he just knew right off the bat this is going to be one of the best albums ever. And he mm-hmm. treats almost every album they makes like it's going to be the best album ever. Yeah, like, if he would have had that doubt, 
one hiccup could have came up and then he could have stopped working on his CD. Exactly. You know Actually, fun fact, for his first album, he got into a car accident and it hurt his jaw and it messed up his jaw. So he couldn't be singing. Oh, There's wow. a good chance. And then he made a song through the wire because I think it's like his jaw needed to be cut through a wire or something like that. So, oh, it's, like, so it's crazy. He's like, he went through like something that could have turned him all the way off, you know, limited him, but he's just like, this is going to be the best album ever. Exactly, exactly. And I think that's what uh, Gay Hendrix re- references as like living in your zone of genius. Um, your zone of genius is like your highest, like your max productivity point where you're always functioning lean and kind of on your toes, like, you know, um, um, kind of at, I don't want to say max productivity because it sounds like a little bit overwhelming, but kind of always functioning to the best of your abilities, Mm -hmm. you know? And, um, I think that the mantra really helps you kind of keep in mind that you should constantly allow yourself to expand Mm -hmm. and constantly allow yourself to grow. Because if you don't, and you set up those barriers, you'll really find yourself like you'll find yourself as your biggest enemy because you'll be holding yourself back. It's kind of like the, how we went back with sort of being open-minded versus closed-minded. You know what I mean? Like in the end, like you hurt yourself the most. 100%. I think that you're your biggest competitor, you know? Um, I, yeah, I think it, it, obviously you still have competition in business. Don't, don't get me wrong, but like yeah. the, how you handle the competition, how you do that. There's exactly, so many things like, and you exactly. notice like even just seeing people in your life, you, I'm amazed how many of their problems are self-caused. You know what I mean? In the oh, end. Oh, yeah. Self-inflicted. Of course. Of course. You know, they could have fixed it. There's so many ways to fix it, but they self-sabotage like themselves constantly. And it, I, I have to tell I think you. that's the upper limit, upper limiting yourself. Because self-sabotage is actually a consequence of upper limiting. Um, for example, like, say, like an example that, that's mentioned in the book, in The Big Leap, is, um, say, for example you're working hard towards a promotion, right? Mm-hmm. And everything is aligned for you to get that promotion. And you internally feel like for some reason you might not have earned that promotion or you don't deserve it 100%. You might sabotage another area in your, of your life. Like say, for example, you get that promotion, you might actually sabotage another area of your life. Like say, for example, you're in a, a healthy and loving relationship um, there, there are occurrences where like one success leads to another failure. Mm-hmm. I know it sounds it's, where it's like, Oh, I got the promotion that I could be lazy on this kind of deal. It's, it's, it's kind of like, like life is going too good. Something has to go wrong type of mentality. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? Like how, like, yeah, yeah, like oh, things are way, way too, too good. good. Exactly. This guy's way too That's happy. That's an upper limit problem. Uh-huh. Believe it or not. Interesting. So, like, if I do good, like, I get a job, for example, and I'm just like, well, that means I won't have time say, to do fun things say, or something like that. Say not you get a job. Say you get a job earning more than you expected to earn. Mm-hmm. Like, say you're going for, like, hypothetically speaking, what's the average? Like, Let's just say 50K to 100K. 50K, yeah. I get 100K. I get way above. Like, yeah, and then you're just like, like... Well, I guess I'm not seeing my friends ever again. Kind no, of no, not necessarily. Not necessarily that because that's always something in your control, right? Like how mm. you manage your time. Um, I think it's more like like, um, like you put it in your mind that like, wow, I got somewhere where I never thought I would be. Something has to go wrong. And then mm-hmm. eventually something might go wrong because you framed that negative mindset. Fine. Okay. Yeah. Um, so I think I th- that's the upper limit is kind of like believing that you might not be like, or like that you might not 
deserve to be in a position that you're in so you self-sabotage in other areas of your life because of that and it might actually end up sabot like say for example you you do something really dumb and you end up actually jeopardizing what you earned and you then know? you lose the and job so it's different yeah there's different kind of consequences to self-sabotage and you know actually it was interesting i was talking with the friends uh, about like you know well if you're poor, you have this problem. If you're rich, you have this problem. You always have to have a problem, regardless. But then I realized, like, you really don't. You I'm really not saying, don't, I'm, yeah. don't get me wrong, you can never have it all. No, for sure. But at the same time, you can definitely be well above. Mm -hmm. It's your someone. mindset. It's, it's your, all in your it, mindset. Exactly. Yeah. Like, there's something, you could be rich and happy, you know. So it's like, well, if you're rich, you're probably miserable. That's not really true. Like, if you're poor, are you happy? Like, what does that, you know, entail? I think there's different definitions of being rich, you know, like, um, the legendary Bob Marley, <laughs> you know, he has that that uh, little quote where I, I guess um, I don't know if it's like a police officer, or somebody, somebody's asking him like, "Are you rich? Like, do you have a lot of money in the bank?" And he told him, "He's like, he's like, I don't believe that that's what makes me rich. I believe that my thoughts, my inner peace, my um, kind of, it's me that makes me rich, not how much money I have in the bank." And I think mm -hmm. that applying that is critical. Is I think it's almost universal, you know. But I I hate the fact that we have to always assume like if you have this success being measured by monetary, money, like yeah, oh, yeah, if you yeah. have this, then you're gonna have something bad, for sure. You know what I mean? Like everything has like a weird equilibrium to yeah, it. Yeah, but I don't. Well, I think your mindset is what determines that, like how you view life and how you view things. And I think that that's why the mantra is vital, man. Being like allowing yourself to to expand and and not only allowing yourself to, but inspiring others to to as well. Because there's no limitations to success. So like inspiring others will at the end of the day will make you feel good too. You know. So I I, I think it's um. You really you can there there's like what's it called uh, Pareto optimal optimality or something in economics is like everyone can succeed. Yeah, I was gonna actually mention Pareto. that as yeah. well. I think that's one of the most uh, uh, basic principles of economics is like when when you set out to to better yourself, others around you will improve as well. It's like like in business, for example, like if you build a business and your business is successful, you're gonna provide jobs. Exactly. So those around you will succeed as well because you wanted to do something to better yourself. Exactly. And then again, the employee can save up the money and start his own job. And then sort of the cycle keeps flowing. Exactly. And flowing. Exactly. So I think it's all um, your mindset and, and your perspective on things because anybody could, uh, like, a, like we mentioned earlier, anybody could just um, like kind of like build a, a negative mindset or like, be kind of like a have like a fuck off mentality where you're like I, you'd rather just hang out or like just chill than work towards your dreams and ambitions. Actually, I, this is kind of random, but I want to bring it up. If you're the type of person when someone asks about your work and you absolutely despise it, I really think you need to change something uh, in your life big time. Yeah, there's enough. There's nothing. I I don't think there's ever anything wrong with like shift like changing your career unless you're like you went to medical school and you're a doctor maybe you could do something else with your degree because obviously that was inexpensive like you gotta very expensive yeah. but, pay it. but i'm all i'm saying is that you know even before choosing a doctor be very careful what you choose you know what i mean there's so many people that are like how's work i don't even want to talk about that like at all and don't get me wrong you don't have to think it's the most exciting thing to talk about but if you just despise just even talking about what you do 
you know, 40 plus hours out of the yeah, week. Yeah, you should you enjoy, would, for sure. You should enjoy, enjoy or at least, doing. at least be satisfied. You know, have a certain sense of like satisfaction or at least comfort in, uh, you know, what you're doing or like, Hey, I'm doing this project, blah, blah, work was good. You know what I mean? Like, but to be like, no, I hate it. You know, you give up that vibe. Like you just hate what you do. Mm-hmm. And that just gives up. Yeah, but I think as an entrepreneur, like business owner, if you hate what you're doing, then you have to really reevaluate your business structure um, and what you're doing in your business because there has to be a reason. Like you might like your. I feel. I think that's not sorry to interrupt, but I feel like you're gonna end up liking it more as an entrepreneur because you decided to do it. Mm-hmm. I don't yeah. know. I don't. I personally don't know too many entrepreneurs that are like, "Hey, tell me about your work." They're like, nah, you know, they're always like, "Yeah, I'm going to tell you everything about." Because yeah, like to- yeah. I think I think because of that passion that comes with entrepreneurship and the ability to kind of like constantly create. I think people um, people want to harness that energy and kind of um, share their share what they're doing and and uh, as opposed to just like working in a in an office where you're just kind of like doing very redundant tasks i i don't know like uh based off my experience a lot of times when you're working a just a typical job you're kind of you're you're in one specific role doing pretty much the same thing on the day-to-day and i could see why that redundancy will kill you because there's no i mean i mean obviously you're always getting experience but there's there might not be anything fresh that's kind of like keeping you thinking like thinking in different ways and and doing different things you get what i'm saying or? no i i agree but i also want to state that you can have a growth mindset while working 100 100 you're like a web developer you can learn a new technology and then bring it up to your business hey 100%. i want to do that so yeah. i i don't want to say like oh that's because you work at a job then you will be like that. i feel like again you have a negative mind like my friend was working at um um northern trust which is a huge banking company you know cybersecurity. Uh, oh, congrats on getting the job. You know, how you like it? It's like, I don't want to talk about it right now. I'm like, oh, you just started working. You know what I mean? Like, I thought you'd be like, how was it like? How's the mm-hmm. people? How's he had you like work in the city? But it was like, I don't even want to talk about it. Let's talk about something else. It just show. it just gives off a vibe. Like, do I want to talk with you? You know what I mean? Like, you give yeah, off the negative tough, energy. Man. That's tough. Yeah, I, I, I kind of understand that, though. Like, a lot of people don't like to take their work home. Um, but at the same time, like, I think that you should definitely be, have at some least, type like, of satisfaction. You know what I mean? Like, just at least like, I'm okay. I'm comfortable enough to tell you how work was, you know, you yeah. don't have to be like, Oh, this and this and this, Oh, that, that. But like yeah. when someone asks, how's your work? It's more like, I just want to just be updated. Is yeah, it good, I, bad? I think that's the difference between entrepreneurship and just like, uh, working, just being like a, an, like a regular working person. A lot of people work as a means to survive. Right. So like when you're stuck in that mindset that like I'm only doing this so I could pay my bills and like save up money or like so I can get to where I ultimately want to be, then I think that that can that 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 can uh, that can create that kind of mindset where it's like I don't even want to talk about work or I don't even want to think about work right now, you know. But then if you can't think about work, how can you be an entrepreneur? You know what I mean? If you just hate the thought of work. You know how can you have the positive mindset to be an entrepreneur? So you can't fall into that trap. Mm-hmm. Of like, oh, I don't want to take my work home. You you have to, to a certain extent, like be comfortable with it. Because how can you think of entrepreneurship? If you think everything about work is bad. Yeah, but I think that comes down to a lot, a lot to where you work, the 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 the, the company culture that. I understand, you know, but if you're just like, I don't want to talk about work. Let's talk about fun stuff, like the high school mentality. You're basically stuck in the high school mentality where, like, hey, you want to, you know, you're doing everything to ignore 
the hard stuff. Yeah, I think I think that. So all I I'm think, saying is that you could hate your job. Don't get me wrong, but at least have the comfort to say like, "Man, I hate it, but I want to do something else." That's a lot more positive than yeah. being like, "I don't want to talk about. It. Let's talk no, about. Let's sure. talk about sports or whatever." No, yeah, of course, of course, I, I definitely agree. Um, trying to like stay positive and and like. I, I think that has a lot to do with the ability to learn too, because if the you're openness so, kind yeah. of like if you're closed, if, like you're, I hate. if you're closed off to your work and you're not really uh, in the mindset to to kind of like push yourself forward, because I don't know about you, but like in in my experience working in a company, um, even though I was working on one specific thing, like like for example, in this was man like eleven years ago, two thousand eight, two thousand nine. I was working as an IT help desk um, for a telecommunications company, and for for help desk, a lot of times you're you're on standby because you know you, you're only needed when something breaks or when some somebody needs like some type of user support. Mm -hmm. um, so a lot of times I was on standby, and I could have easily just like been chilling, playing games and whatnot. But like I I I. Personally, I really didn't want to do help desk the rest of my life, and I knew that there's like I was just introduced to the lovely field of like IT, and I knew that there was so much that you can do. So I personally, like what I did in my in my spare time was I picked up web development. Mm -hmm. So I constantly just read articles, read books, and tried to learn as much as I can about web development until I could tell the director of IT like, hey. Give me some web development. Let me do some web development mm -hmm. in my spare time, you know. And I think that that's what really, really helped um, season me to kind of be able to learn and and acquire new information independently. Which brought you to your path you're on now. Yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. I think that's the underlying uh, factor of like liking what you do because if you don't like what you do, then you're not gonna want to innovate. You're not gonna want to learn at the end of the day you're just going to want to get done with the, like your task at hand get your paycheck and and just relax like watch watch the football game or watch the movie the new movie that came out which i don't think there's anything wrong with that but like you don't want to indulge and same thing with the consumption production thing and i think one yeah. thing that i want to say that i really liked about you is that even like i remember you had one job uh that you really didn't like but you're still willing to talk about it and through talking about it you're like man i want to start my own business out of that work at that job that you hated encouraged you to start your own business and to go your own path so you still had a positive mindset despite the negativity imagine you're like i don't want to talk about work man what you watching uh on netflix you know what i mean it completely uh changes the flow and really destroys your mantra yeah and i think that's mostly because i've always had the intention of like um starting a business and kind of like setting out on this journey of like entrepreneurship and honestly i before i i didn't connect well with the term entrepreneurship because mm -hmm. i felt like it it neglected the hustle because a lot it's easy to say entrepreneurship or entrepreneur but like realistically if you're not making money and investing money you're not an entrepreneur mm -hmm. you're a entrepreneur yeah i think that the key difference between a entrepreneur and an entrepreneur is, is kind of putting what you have on the line, like skin investing, in yeah, skin in the game, one hundred percent skin in the game. Invest and like, and and 
personally, like, I think that's the reason why I kind of constantly wanted to learn and improve and, and develop my skills because I knew that I was going to have to do that if I really, really, really wanted to pursue my ultimate dream or like ultimate mm -hmm. goals of, you know, starting businesses and doing all that. Um, and I, but I think like at the end of the day, it's just two different mindsets, man. Like a lot of people are like establish that comfort in their job that like, like I'm comfortable, I'm making the money, I'm, I have the means of survival. Like, why should I learn more? Like I have a job, I'm making great money. I can, a, a lot of people could even be like, I can easily go get another job if I, if I needed mm -hmm. to at any point. So like, why should I try to advance my skills? I know that's like a terrible way to think, but people get comfortable, you know, people are making money. And a lot of, a lot of times, like, think about it, you, you grow up, you notice that like, you need money to do what you want to do, you go to school, you get a job, you start making money, and now you're doing what you want to do. And if what you want to do is watch TV and relax, then like, you got your goal, like, yeah, that's your like, mission, hey, you know, that's, yeah. you reached, you reached yeah, that thing. Like, fuck it. <laughs> and, you know, it's, 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 it's interesting because a lot of those people end up being very, like, angry and miserable at the end, which is weird, like, you're getting what you wanted, you know, all you talk about is, again, what happened to Family Guy, and, you know, avoid work, you know, avoid talk about work as much as possible, but then they're still angry. I think, because I think that's, like, misguidance and like not or understanding mindedness too you're closed off from like the idea of following your like you can't yeah, imagine and, that but like but like what goals did you set up for yourself and did you work towards those goals mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying i think that this whole that whole idea that we mentioned earlier about being rich i think is is the ability to create goals and work towards them and like i think that's what how you gain inner peace as well because you're constantly improving and working towards something and i think that that's what helps you improve as a person yeah. and 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 just like feeling that satisfaction of like achieving what you're setting out to do or trying or know? at least trying yeah i think trying is good but failure could hurt man i don't know like failure yeah. does hurt but like i feel like in the end like you like, know it's still a better path you know i think entrepreneurship we everyone thinks about as a money thing but you brought up a good point it's more of a lifestyle thing yeah, like man, I wanna I wanna have a house in Brazil. I wanna have a house in Turkey. I know that working a nine to five job, I could probably do that. But can I go live in Brazil for three months out of only, the year? Only two weeks out of the yeah, year. Yeah, I mean, unless unless I get like a unless you work like a sweet remote job, which I think is is very attainable now nowadays. Um, I don't know, honestly, personally, like I I want the the freedom to be able to like while I'm in Brazil, work on a different project in Brazil. While I'm in Turkey. You know, work on because I already do a little bit of import export stuff with Turkey, and and I want to be able to constantly decide where I allocate my time, and mm -hmm. I think that's a huge part of entrepreneurship is is utilizing your time how you see f most fit rather than you know just like working your nine to five because you need a paycheck. Yeah, it's the same thing with the indulgence thing. You know what I mean? What can I do to waste as much time out of the day? You know, and it, that's I think that's what gets people uh, sad and miserable when you use your time specifically to waste it. Yeah, because that, that shit hits you hard, man. Imagine like you're 40 years old and like imagine you like put yourself in that position. Um, this is what this is one. Honestly, like I decided I decided that I wanted to be like an independent business person at a young age because 
this dawned on me at a young age was like imagine you you do like you go to school you you like 25 years old say hypothetically speaking you graduate um and you get a job you work at that job you love your job um not necessarily you love your job but you love the fact that you're making money and you're working mm-hmm. like you got a job right yeah and you stay with that company for 10 15 uh, let's say 15 years for the for the sake of this example. So you're there for 15 years. Now it's you're 40 years old, and things changed heavily in the company, and they laid off half of the employees, and you're one of those half. Now you're 40 years old, and you kind of like in a way you have to start from scratch now. Mm-hmm. Like you have to go start at a whole new company. Like a lot of people love this. Like a lot of people work towards status as well. Yeah, and and when you're at a company for 15 years, you have a certain type of status at that company. Mm-hmm. Now you're kind of going at a new company, starting completely from scratch. Mm-hmm. Like I think that 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 dawns on people. Like like for example, um, so this is kind of interesting. I don't know. I I kind of want to mention it because I think this is a really really interesting story. This the podcast to do so. Yeah. So um, my dad actually um, he. So my dad was uh, an international banker in Kuwait. He came mm-hmm. here to the U.S., studied in North Carolina, and then moved back to Kuwait after he graduated. And um, basically what happened was there was the, the, the Gulf War. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe it was Kuwait and uh, Iraq. Iraq, yeah. Yeah, so um, what happened was like there was some news spreading within the, within the bank and, and my, like, my, like for the way my dad described it, like he had a good position. Like he was, he was approving like, you know, tens of millions of dollars for for investments and whatnot. So he loved. When like, you're in the Gulf and you're a banker, you definitely yeah, make money. Yeah, definitely, especially international banking. Um, so he loved what he was doing. But then I guess news spread that there was a war coming, mm-hmm. and he left. He left. He he completely left Kuwait. Came to the U.S. And he had this experience of being an international banker. He held a good position, made really good money, and came here where he he found himself struggling just to get like an entry level job mm. at a bank, you know. And and what he decided at that point was like, fuck that. I'm not starting from scratch. If I'm starting from scratch, I'm building my own business. Yeah, you might as well. You might as well, right? Yeah. Like. W- it's it's almost the same risk. Like you're gonna go work at a new company, and I, I, and there requires some open mindedness. You know, you could just I'm a banker, and I need to be a banker. He was open up, be like, maybe there's something else. Yeah. So then that's where he that's when he pursued like the car business, and that that was history. You know, he's until today he's still working with cars, um, and and I think that the circumstances of life really kind of helped drive that. But I think that. At the end of the day, um, kind of understanding that entrepreneurship and starting your own business could actually be more secure than going the traditional method. Whereas, you know, previous, like our previous generation, especially my dad's generation, you know, like starting a business. Job. Like, yeah. It's like weird. Like why? Yeah, it's like know? it just didn't make any sense for you to start a business. Like it just like, why don't you just go work and like live a comfortable lifestyle? Yeah. Why spend your time like doing so? So it, it's crazy to be, you know, I'm going to do my own thing. And honestly, I think that's probably why I had that idea from a young age, you know, like of like 
going the independent route might be more secure than going and get it like a nine to five and just working at a company. Even though I did do that for for uh, quite some time. Again, we're not knocking that lifestyle. No, you know, not at is, all. It is. It is. But all. I feel like yeah. you know. Again, at least have a positive mindset going into. One hundred percent. Yeah, and I think that there's nothing wrong like like the nine to five. You know, pays the bills and six to two builds an empire. Exactly. Nice. So uh, yeah. I guess on to the sort of the second to last one, which is no limits, which is interesting because like about the story about your dad, in a way he sort of had no limit to it. You know, a lot of people limit themselves being like, I could be a banker. I can only do banking or I got this degree. I need to work on this degree only. You know what I mean? And that sort of hurts them from doing new opportunities. You know, we always limit ourselves. Yeah, that's why I mentioned a career change is always okay, like always, especially if you're you find yourself in a rut where you're like not happy working on what you're like the type of work that you're doing. Uh, I think that it's always great to like pursue new challenges and and acquire new skills. Always, I mean, you just have to keep in mind that now you're investing time into developing this like something new. So in a way, you are starting from scratch, but there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, you're still going to have the previous knowledge, previous experience. You're just going to be gaining new knowledge, new experience, which is great, I think, personally. Exactly. And it goes back to the book, The Big Leap. You know what I mean? We always set up limitations for ourselves that push us back down when really we can do so much more than what we really think. Yeah, of course. I mean, think about it. If you don't put, your, If you don't frame that reality or like frame kind of um frame that type of success for yourself like do you like could you achieve it if you didn't dream it or at least envision it for you yourself need a dream it. yeah 100 percent. yeah a dollar in a dream and i think the, the whole thing with no limits is like don't for one don't ever think that like that like because something is going too right that like you're not Worthy. In the right position, yeah, or exactly, or not worthy of it, one hundred percent not worthy. And I think that that those types of limitations could be detrimental to your success, and that could literally lead you to a very unhappy life or lifestyle. You know, I don't know if it's getting a little too personal about the limits thing, but like, I think being worthy is a huge thing. Like, especially like when I was growing up, so it's like, oh, your cousin's doing this, oh, your uncle's doing that. Why don't you do that? This and that. You know what I mean? And they always made you feel like you're not worthy. Mm-hmm. You no, know, there's always someone. That's, one called, up that's our culture, man. That's the culture, like that's how culture, it is. Yeah. But like, it sets your limit because now your limits that person. That's like not being a doctor. Like I don't know how oh, they yeah. say like an Asian parent. Like if you're not a doctor, you're like, like a loser. Yeah, like yeah. you know, type of deal. But it's like, oh, this guy's this, this guy's that, and that puts you know, ironically enough, puts a limit on you. Where like I can only do this because that's what everyone's telling me to do and the problem with that is that you know there's so many people that can do so much more like let's say you're a doctor you know you can start private practice oh yeah 100 you know you're not limited to what you can do you know a lot of people are like oh uh even like my cousin he's he went to med- medical school uh, he chose to do family medicine which I, as a doctor get a lot of money regardless but you know that's like one of the least uh, paying specialties and his dad's like man just do the other ones that pay you a lot more pay you a lot more but in his mind he knew Where that he was not the be. life and i yeah. totally respect that you 100 percent, man he you know i guess I think in, you'll make a lot more money enjoying what you do than going for the path that makes the most money yeah he's like he you know he had the test scores to be in the surgeon level if he wanted to but he he looked at it he realized that is not for him 
that's not the path you want. But if you followed it, you know, if he was limited to what like his parents want, make this one, you gotta do this, choose the best one because it's gonna make you more. It's gonna hurt him in the long run where maybe he could be burnt out. Maybe he's gonna be a lot more stressed and angry. He even told me when he was trying to other fields, he was acting in ways that just wasn't him, like more angry, more stressed. And that's when yeah. he knew like family medicine was the way to go. Yeah, it definitely makes sense, man. I think um, trusting, I think it goes back to like trusting your instinct. Like when you feel like you want to go a certain route, take your path, man. Don't worry about money. Don't worry about, um, don't worry about kind of like the outcome. Just work towards, towards what kind of where you want to be. And at the end of the day, I feel like if you work hard, you you'll achieve what you what you set out to achieve. Other things will come into play. You know what I mean? Like, sure, maybe family medicine doesn't pay as much as surgery. But maybe he starts his own private practice, and then boom, he starts making a lot more than even a surgeon could do. So you know, mm-hmm. a lot of times, like we're also you know, li- by being limited, it doesn't have to be like a money amount. It could be a lifestyle as well. Of course, of course, and I think that. That's what the yeah. That's what the the upper limit. It's not necessarily has anything to do with like uh, limiting yourself financially. It's just kind of like status or like kind of where you see yourself. Yeah, or how other people see you can really affect that too. You know, they can push you to a certain limit as well. So be aware of that and just you know push beyond what you view of yourself and really think: Is that because that's what other people expect me to be like? Can I do more? Can I do better? You know. Yeah, I think that you know your path best. You know, you get get guidance, but at the end of the day, go with your gut, man. Exactly, <laughs> and it's it's crazy. We talked about nine big things, and the last one is acceptance, which is accepting yourself and really accepting the decisions that you made. Mm-hmm. And I, I think and I think that's a great way to wrap it up because it it kind of goes back to our first, like follow your gut. Exactly, and sort of accept what you chose. And, you know, again, it's the same thing about feeling worthy. What is acceptance? You feel like what you did was worthy enough. You know, I mean, I accepted my path. I accepted what I did. I accept what happened. You know, you can't really be sad when you accept it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah, as opposed to what being like in denial, right? Exactly. Being in denial of something is one of the worst ways. to live to cope, right you know what i mean like you know how someone sends you know their corporate email i'm living the dream you know they're not living the dream <laughs> you know so it's always better to be like honest and forthright than to always be like in denial hide your fears hide this like listen if you're not particularly you know good it's okay to admit it and accept it you know you nobody's perfect we live in a society where like you can't do anything wrong you know if you do something wrong it's bad but the truth is everyone has something wrong with them. You need to accept mm-hmm. it, learn from it, and improve on it. Because without that acceptance, again, which is also related to the open-mindedness, uh, you know, if you're not open to accept yourself, then you can't improve yourself. Yeah, I, I agree 100%. Um, definitely. I think um, when it comes to acceptance, I think that... Um, I think it, it, it kind of, I think you have to, in a way, because um, how could you, like, I'm still trying to comprehend this, the acceptance. So, um, in a way, is that acceptance? Because what if, what if, like, you're too comfortable? Do you accept that? Huh? 
No, but you accept the idea and you understand that you're getting too comfortable. I see. It's, it's sort see. of like... Oh, oh, I see. It's like a realization in a, a real, way. Yeah, acceptance is realization. I feel like denial is being you're comfortable and you don't ignore it. You're sort of denying yourself to believe. But if you accept that I'm too comfortable, you can then you think about... You change. Okay, I see. I you see. get what I mean? It a lot of people to, like... like a, action pretty much. Exactly. Like think about someone who's like you know, works, even it can help you even if you're that guy who like, I don't want to talk about work, you know, and they always like ignore and then they get angry in their, you know, through their day-to-day life. But if you think about it, these guys are always in denial about everything. Yeah, they hate I see their, they deny their job. They, they like find other, like, like blame other things and other reasons why. Yeah, or watch TV, yeah. something to just push them out. They can't okay, accept the fact I get that, that. I get that. So they, acceptance is the first step to make, to like working towards making a difference or, or improving i guess exactly like let's say even you do an entrepreneurial venture and it fails you know what i mean mm-hmm. if you're going to deny that it failed you're not going to learn anything out of it of you course. have to accept it and then kind of go back and reflect on why what how exactly how you know whatever the case is mm-hmm. like you that, that essentially acceptance is understanding yeah definitely. i guess is another definitely. i think that that has a lot to do with having an open mind because if you're not allowing yourself to accept something, you're pretty much closing yourself off. Exactly. So, you know, this is, I think all these nine, like, you know, core firm kind of, beliefs. They like, work in synergy in, in a yeah, way. synergy with each other. And like I sort of the idea mentioned is like, I really love the fact that being open is like something no one talks about. You know, how many, how many people talked about being open, you know, through entrepreneurial self-help? Not that many, you know what I mean? Yeah, I think I think it's a it, it's it's um it has a lot to do with like humbling yourself, you know. I think that admitting that you're only human and you could make mistakes too goes a long way, especially uh, especially amongst your team. Because like obviously you don't want your team to feel like making mistakes is okay, but at the end of the day like you don't I want them to feel I think it is okay to make them feel because we live in a place where like Oh, if something goes wrong, even in a lot of corporate things, they will blame someone else. There's, there's consequence, but there's, but like there's a difference. With, but have you ever noticed, like working corporate, like some people will put you under the bus for their mistakes? You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Or like, no, of course. With, with, and this is the reason why is because we don't allow people to do mistakes. You know, oh, so you, you know, is the does a product have certain bugs? Well, it needs to be released on this release date, right? You can't mess up. Mm-hmm. So you just maybe hide it under the table until it comes up and fix it later. Like that's that's that usually leads to a lot of bad problems. You know, yeah. I feel like accepting mistakes is one of the biggest pitfalls of the corporate world. I see, like where like harnessing an energy, like a uh, an atmosphere that mistakes are okay. That mistakes do happen. It doesn't mean like you always need to do it, but like. They, you have to accept that accept that it can happen. Oh, okay. I, I see. You have to understand because when we live in something like, well, this has to be bug-free. This product has to be perfect. Everything needs to be perfect. This, A lot of this yes-man thing comes up. I think up. that's where the whole like agile methodologies come into play, correct? Where, it kind like, of helps. You like, kind with, of uh, adhere to changes and things that come up. Or, exactly. Which like, might not be mistakes always. You know what I'm saying? It might be... It might have been like an initial mistake that we didn't consider a feature or something, but at the same time, um, um, I think that, um, like, ha- like, like you said, acceptance um, leads to action. So when you kind of realize that you did something wrong, admit to it and move forward. You know, don't like 
don't, yeah, don't. And I think this leads to even like certain crises, like, you know, the real estate bubble, you know what I mean? How many people were just giving bad loans to their people? You know what I mean? They were just, mm-hmm. in, you know, they didn't accept the fact that, hey, these are bad. This is this. They're just always in denial. Like, oh, it's going to be fine. You know, they'll figure out how to pay. And then eventually it led to one of the worst recessions of all time. So, at least, you know, being in denial or at least hiding accountability, accountability will hurt you in the end. Yeah, I think the main thing is accepting that mistakes can arise so that yeah. this way you're Not- able to adapt. Exactly. It's not promoting mistakes. No, you know? I exactly. feel like I feel like that's what you, was through. Yeah, I was trying to elaborate on that a little bit more. But like, if you go into a, you know, like even going into a business, you go into the business expect everything to be perfect, you're in for a load of trouble. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? You 100%. have to. You have to just understand things will go wrong, things can change. You know, directions will change, but that's what separates someone. Who and can, I think being able to adapt is the one of the most important. Um, I think that's one of the most important um, abilities, I, I would say. Yeah, because even Google, their mantra is like, how, what can we do to destroy Google? You know, so they're just like, what can we think of that will destroy us and build it? Oh, yeah. So no one else will destroy <laughs> us. You get what I mean? Like, that's, that's a company that accepts that there's competition, mm-hmm. that there's others building something new, mm-hmm. that they can't be the best at everything. And it provides the means the means to address it, you know. Exactly. So That's awesome. Very cool, man. The acceptance, right. the last one threw me off a little bit, but, but very good. Very, very good. Of course. So these are the nine core belief nine firm beliefs of twenty twenty one guys. Hope you gain a lot out of this podcast. And if you enjoy it, please subscribe to wherever this podcast is available. You guys have a great night. Ciao. Thank you guys for listening to this episode of Hustlers Dynamics with your hosts, Rakeep and Wasif, co-founders of Built by AI. This podcast was provided by SW House, empowering brands through digital means. If you're interested in learning more about this podcast or hearing more deep conversations like this, please follow us wherever these podcasts are available and be sure to give us a five-star review. Thank you guys and cheers.